Good afternoon and welcome to the revival of The Freedom Factor. Today, on this next and last episode, considering it being the end of the semester, the many cases of social media censorship, how big tech is being called to the stand, the public opinion, where the parties lie, and my very personal opinion, because I am very opinionated. This is The Freedom Factor. And how their recommended searches are negatively impacting the American people as far as who they vote for, their many reactions, their behavioral issues, and maybe even deeper than that. Texas Senator Ted Cruz points out the unclear boundaries of, quote, hate speech, also referencing Section 230 of Communications Decency Act, calling the internet a true forum for a true diversity of political discourse. He also said that Big Tech is playing Big Brother in that it is saying or telling the users on the platform what they can and cannot do, protecting whoever it is they do or do not know. He also referenced shadow banning, which is a technique where the platform lowers how frequently the post or article has been seen. So, for example, if I were to post a story or any kind of other main post on Instagram, for example, the viewers of it would be less and less and less the more the algorithm calls it misleading or harmful or violating the terms of agreement. Also, another even bigger case, very visible in the media, recently President Trump has been banned from all social media platforms after making very controversial remarks throughout his presidency. Even before, actually, towards the start of his presidency, there were several tweets and posts on Facebook that have been taken down or flagged already for being misleading, violating their terms of agreement, or harmful to the user. So, overall, this debate is split among many people, actually. There are many different sides to this. This is a very dual-faceted, I should say, controversy. But there are two big arguments in the public right now, these being that it is a good thing to censor speech that qualifies as dangerous or harmful to others, versus it being a danger to one's rights as an American citizen to censor any speech because a certain percentage of individuals oppose it. So, overall, support on this issue is actually also very much divided. Apple CEO said, we only have one message for those who seek to push hate, division, and violence. Quote, hate, division, and violence. You have no place on our platforms. This coming after President Trump's specific case of being banned, and he was also speaking to a wider range of people, as he was recently advocating for the Black Lives Matter movement. Bernie Sanders on the same hand, even sympathized with President Trump, however, in his recent removal from social media platforms, saying that he did not feel comfortable, quote, with the permanence of his ban. Even towards the left, very big figures like Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist Democrat, even they, even very few of them sympathized, although it is still quite split among the parties. As for the actual opinion of the parties, like I said, it is just as split as that of the people. The majority of Republicans being conservative constitutionalists would side with those being censored as well as the president in his recent case of censorship across various social media platforms. The majority of Democrats side with those being attacked or, quote, harmed by those posting the violent content. Pew Research Center found 27% of U.S. adults had a fair amount of confidence in social media companies to say which posts should be labeled misleading or harmful. Surveyed Republican population was only 12%, while surveyed Democrats was 40% and 6% who had a, quote, great deal of confidence. 
Pew Research Center also took another poll on whether President Trump should be banned permanently from platforms. This headline for this article said Americans are, quote, divided, showing 80% of, actually 88% of right-leaning adults say he should not permanently be banned, while 81% left-leaning adults said he should be banned. This also brings to light, while I'm at it, the American nonprofit Prager University, suing Google or YouTube, Google and YouTube, YouTube is owned by Google, for constantly censoring their videos, which I qualify as social media at Prager University in that it also represents an open forum for free dialogue among viewers and streamers. But in that case, they lost when the court found out technically YouTube is not bound by the First Amendment, meaning that they are free to censor whatever they please. A tragedy. Zooming in closer to home, in the state of Texas, officials like Governor Abbott, a Republican, another Republican, Senator Ted Cruz, expressed their stance on this issue of social media censorship. Senator Cruz, in the Senate hearing that we previously mentioned, said, as well as Governor Abbott, by holding conferences, to pass a bill prohibiting social media censorship. This took an even bigger step when Justice Clarence Thomas expressed his view on the regulation saying that it is an infringement upon the rights of the U.S. citizens and advocated for the new legislation that limits the freedom, quote, limits the freedom of tech companies to block or ban people from their sites, said the Time newsletter. As this became a bigger and bigger deal, not that it wasn't already censoring a president, the media, being mainstream news outlets, very briefly covered these cases except for that of the big tech congressional hearing of 2019 where big tech ceos testified before congress defending the integrity of their algorithms causing the so-called quote censorship cases experienced in that year personally i say that any form of censorship no matter how disagreeable one says the content is is an infringement of your rights as an american citizen while it is wrong to incite violence because of the influence one carries Referencing President Trump's press conference, saying that it was okay to use UV light treatments, which was wildly misinterpreted by the media, I should say. But while you do have that kind of influence, the general idea of permanently removing one's public opinion for violating increasingly selective guidelines set by the platform is itself a violation. But I do think that over time, the outcome would have those for and against these notions eventually come to a consensus, like most public opinions afterwards, when it all blows over and everyone is more mixed about their feelings and just exactly where they lie. Because just as new problems arise, they are immediately polarized, especially when it comes to political arguments. So either that or some new incident of the same nature of uh, maybe another censoring case would further divide the two arguments, because like I said, as soon as big argument or controversy hits, the people are immediately polarized, and it takes a long time for people to come to come into more information about what exactly is the issue here. Well, that is it for this episode of The Freedom Factor. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Have a good afternoon.